1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: It's time to break the silence and open up the dialogue around the topics of miscarriage and baby loss.
3: No more shame. No more taboo. Let's ditch it for the sake of our
2: children. The ones who are, the ones who will come. And in memory of the ones who never came to be. This is the Worst Girl Gang Ever podcast. (laughs)
3: <laughs> hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the worst girl gang ever i am so excited to be jo- well we are sorry we we the royal we this weekend's coronation's the royal we we are so excited to be joined by jess and jules burnett and particularly i'm excited because well, we were at school together didn't we
1: yeah we although we're different years
3: and if i'm completely honest we didn't speak to each other not even no. we. But hey, hence, maybe in a corridor, that's about it. Maybe in a corridor in a, in A Block, but other than that, A Block sounds like prison. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it was, it was a, I'm much more likely to have been in prison with you, mate, Laura.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about your story to to start us off. Who's going to go first? Jules? Well, it's, yes.
1: Jules just
3: tapped me on the leg, so that, that's me. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> the leg tapped.
1: <laughs> so we
0: obviously can't have children the natural way. Right. Um. So in September 2020, we were like, okay, we're ready. We're going to go down the IVF route. We went in completely naive. Um, Which is the best
3: way to go into best things. Best way to go did, into things. When you say you went in naive, did you just go in thinking that you'd have IVF and that's it, you'd have a baby? Or did yeah. you?
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. Or just like trying to be as positive as possible about it and mm. just like it's okay like people found it really hard but we're just gonna yeah be fine um yeah yeah
0: so then like we, we had a, we both had like a fertility MOT Um everything was fine um no big scary information little did we know Um, and, and then in March we went through with all the medication and we started around and it was Jules's egg in me.
2: How did you decide on that?
0: Um, the, the doctors, doctorate.
2: the doctors decided that okay. because
0: we wanted to do it the other way around, But they were like, Jules is older, so we need to. If you want to use her eggs, we need to get her eggs out first. And it's it, the age of the egg, not the age of the womb. The
2: womb. Yeah.
0: Um, and we really, really wanted to do shared motherhood. What's that? Um, so that's. A different egg. So Jules's egg
3: in my womb. My
1: body.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. So, hang on. But they said, so who who was going to carry the baby to when you first started? Jules, Jules. Jules was going to,
0: but then they were like, we need to use her egg. So it's going to. Oh,
3: up. I see. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And were
2: you both uh, open to carrying? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I, I, I wasn't as fast, So it was a bit right. of a shock when they were like, Jess, you're going to be the one that's pregnant. And I was like, okay.
2: Oh, how did that feel, Jules.
4: Yeah, I really liked it because the, the thing with Reciprocal IVF is that you both have a role to play in it as well, which is really nice. Mm. Um, so I think that was something we both really wanted. And it was always
0: the plan to then switch over. So when that worked, we were then going to switch over. Gotcha.
4: Yeah, that's the grand plan. And and yeah, yeah. We'll do this, then switch over and then we're done. We're going to have all of these children and it's going to be great. And mm. so you so
3: you would both be the egg donor and you would both be essentially the carrying parent as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. so
0: we'd both get a chance to be pregnant and we'd both have a genetic biological biological child. Yeah. Okay. Um, sounds like
2: the perfect plan.
0: Yeah, doesn't yeah. right. so, so <laughs>
1: Um
0: so then, so then everything went fine. Um, I had um the transfer, the embryo transfer, that all worked. That was lovely as lovely as it can be and um, they use embryo glue so I'm like right they're physic. they've chosen the best embryo we have three stuck they it say, in there
2: yeah, yeah.
0: They, they've got the best embryo they've used embryo glue they've made sure my womb lining is perfect that's great sticking it in happy days and that one was patching as well so they were like this is like
1: the best yeah, like oh, embryo. um and
0: then we've got a pregnancy test and then a few maybe a week later Yeah. Uh, um we just did a pregnancy test every day and then the lines start to fade and then they just call that the chemical pregnancy which I just I don't I don't really like because it's it's not chemical like from from the minute that embryo gets stuck into your womb Mm. like
2: I'm a mum like I I, I have to look
0: after it Some would argue
2: before that like as soon as you start dreaming about it yeah chemical makes it seem like it wasn't a baby it was just chemicals right? I think
3: yeah. Like, yeah the chemical the word chemical in itself I think uh, personally I've always associated it with something nasty like natural yeah. something, unnatural, something yeah. you know chemical is like something to be cautious of something dangerous yeah. something and I think that connotation a lot of people have you know like swimming pool chemicals it's something very uh-huh. clinical mm-hmm. and uh-huh dangerous about that word and I think that's what brings such a negative connotation to it because it's the most natural thing in the world isn't it to have a baby is the most natural thing but that word is just so Um, just in such a juxtaposition to the to the actual experience it's so painful to kind of come to terms with that term when that's not not like it's completely opposite from the experience that you're living Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like so, what, what, when you go in for an embryo transfer,
0: they take a picture of your embryo. So like you, it's like yes. we see it as the first picture of our child. <laughs> yeah, like here it is, and they were like, "This is great." It, I mean, it it felt like we had the top of the class child going in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so we we refer to that one. <laughs> we see them like wars are miscarriages, like they're they they're named. We've had four now, so that was like the eye opener. We were like, "Okay." So maybe it's not going to be this easy. Maybe, mm. you know, picking the best sperm and the best embryo and the best egg and putting it in the best womb, it still might not happen. Mm, yeah. Um so that 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 was hard, but that was more like our dreams were just
4: shattered. Yeah. But we just were just like, no, let's go again. Let's go again. Do it straight
1: away.
4: Yeah. Um I mean, one monthly, but you still
1: have now. to wait
0: for periods to come, and like mm. uh, you yeah. get on so much medication. I was like off my eyeballs on progesterone. So,
3: were you at that point you didn't think, Oh, let's swap now, let's no. do this? No, okay, no, no. We because, there, because everything
0: worked. I like, thought yeah. embryos were really good. My womb lining was made better than expected progress because before the embryo goes in, they check your womb lining, check that it's thick enough, check that all the drugs are working. Um, no, we were like, it works. It'll let's work. Go. Let, let's go, go again. again. Um, and then we come to miscarriage two, which was horrific. We call it the the Horrible bloody mis- the bloody miscarriage. Um, I was about just over six weeks, six weeks, and I woke up to a pool of blood in the bed that I didn't know about. And then Jules told me, and still now I will wake up. So that so that was 2021, mm. June 2021, and still I now wake up and the first thing I do is check the bed, even though I'm not pregnant. It's it's, it's the first thing I do. Mm. Um, it's just like an innate thing. Um, and then I had cramping.
4: Um, we got you checked over, and you they wouldn't. So with early pregnancy. I, I think it's quite common throughout, but um, in early pregnancy, we, we we often had a miscarriage or miscarriage scares at the weekend or a Friday, and then the units obviously don't open over the weekend. EPU because, wasn't open at the because, weekend. Because people don't have miscarriages over the weekend or fertility <laughs> problems or pregnancy <laughs> problems. So that was always the thing that happened. So... Went to A&E? We, yeah, we had to go to a and Because I was, without being too gory, I was gushing, like,
1: like
0: mm-hmm. blood. I was in so much pain I couldn't really walk I was getting really lightheaded so I was, I was just losing so much blood um so then we went to AE and the whole experience was really traumatic mm. um went to a they I was just bleeding everywhere I, I had massive pads on but I was just bleeding through them bleeding through I was wearing leggings I, was bleeding on the chair they told us to go wait out in the corridor even though there were seats in the waiting area I think they didn't want people to see me miscarrying um and then we waited for hours just bleeding and I passed out in the corridor I don't know if it was through pain or because of the amount of blood but I passed out Jesus. Um, and, and
1: Jules. Jill-
3: then- so you were you, I don't know what what was the COVID situation what were you able to be
4: with Jess at this time? Yeah, I I could, which was good. So I was able to and they actually so when um they admitted Jess to a ward later on and I basically was just not going anywhere. Um <laughs> and they just COVID tested me right then and there and just let me stay. And they the the sister was just like, I remember her saying like humanity has to prevail in these situations. Oh. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yes, God, that's it does. so that's so nice that she mm. said that. Yeah, because no one had by that point, and yeah. it had been
0: horrific up to then. We 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 went to A and E that night because I lost so much blood. About ten, and then at three o'clock in the morning, I was moved to a bed in A and E. So before the whole time, I was just on a chair in the hallway, um, and then. I can remember. It, it, so, so this is my scariest miscarriage because I, it's it's scary losing that much blood
1: mm. like from from, from, yeah. from anywhere.
0: It's scary, and I can remember lying on the bed, and these two doctors came in. I couldn't really understand what she was saying. I was scared. I was mm. tired. I was on high alert, and they said, "Okay, we're going to see if your cervix is open, and if your cervix is open, we need to rush you into theatre immediately." And I can just remember feeling any blood that was left in my body just drain out because I was scared I was just about to die. Yeah. So then-
3: it's so difficult, isn't it? Because I've shared a lot of times, like I had a similar experience with the bleeding and I, I just thought this can't be normal because I've never heard anyone talk about this. You know, it's like an early miscarriage is a heavy period, right? That's what we all grew up. That's certainly what I grew up thinking. And so suddenly we're not, I remember being soaked up to my, I had a similar experience in that it was just, you know, I, I was like, I'll put some pads in and, and I was bleeding down. It was this time of year and I was wearing a dress and I was bleeding down my legs. And then as I lay down, I could feel my my clothing getting more and more saturated in blood like up to my armpits and I was like fuck I think I'm, I think I might die I think yeah. I might be dying and I was looking at the faces of everyone else to try and ascertain like how serious this situation was because I was thinking like they look really worried yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone is moving quite quickly and yes. looks quite worried I think I might die yeah and you just don't know do you you don't know that this is normal this is
4: in inverted commas normal yeah. And I think as well, like if you were bleeding that profusely from any other part of your body, it would be treated more as an emergency. Mm. But just because you're bleeding from your vagina that much, it, it doesn't seem like it's that much of an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, when it feels it. Yeah. Certainly from a a mental health perspective, it's,
3: you know, seeing your own blood in that much, okay, like from a medical standpoint, obviously, they know why, where the blood's coming from, and and perhaps they're more casual about it, because it's not, you know, a head injury. But at the same time, the mental, I've spoken to so many people, myself included in the fact that, you know, you said yourself, Jess, you check the bed every morning, like that's Mm -hmm. not rational behavior. Mm -hmm. But the experience of seeing your blood everywhere is mm-hmm. so traumatizing, so traumatic that it is stayed with you years later. And that is what people don't really, I have found, take very seriously. Yeah. Is not perhaps the medical side of things, but the emotional, mental, mental well-being side of things of seeing your blood everywhere. It's a massive, massive traumatizing um, experience to go through, isn't it? Definitely. And
0: yeah. I think, so the other traumatizing part of that was they couldn't find a torch to examine me, so they got a lamp. Oh, classic! Without, without um a lampshade,
4: like a like a lounge lamp
0: with like, like a, a bare bulb. bulb. Yeah. yeah, plugged it in and shoved that very near, like it was burning, like the oh heat was God. burning,
4: like a branding um, iron.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, then and just, they and then they yeah. were like, "No, it's closed. You're fine." And then just pissed off. And then oh. put me on a drip because I'd lost a lot of water, and then just left us. Um, we didn't know what was going on.
3: So now it's closed, you're fine. What what did that even mean? What did you take that to mean at the time? That I wasn't going
4: to bleed to death. And I think we managed to ascertain that Jess wasn't having a miscarriage. So we were then taken up to the gynae ward and Jess was admitted to obviously stabilise her.
0: Which, can I just say, is horrific. I don't know why they put people who are having a miscarriage in a gynae ward because the person opposite me was quite pregnant and she was in there because she had really bad morning sickness and she kept complaining about how she just wanted this baby to come out and I nearly went over and punched her mm, <laughs> because didn't. I'm just like just no anyway yeah. when I, I I got quite cross and then they moved me into my own room <laughs> <Yeah, he's, he's laughs> like brain. I hadn't slept I thought I was going to die and then I just had this girl complaining about how sick she felt
4: and I was like no
2: no, good <laughs> for you.
4: It was the weekend, so they were like, You're not going to be scanned, so you can wait here till next week. Like, we'll uh, keep you Monday. in. But we were like, No, thanks. We'll so we went home, then went back in, found out that actually it wasn't a miscarriage and it was a sub- subchronic hematoma. But, um, but then, obviously, after that, you had another one and then that was it then then Jess had a miscarriage after that point then
1: yeah
4: oh, I'm so sorry um, that's
1: okay And I think yeah just
4: around everything
0: else so not just losing the baby that you've wanted for months now and you've mm. watched it go in and it's just everything else that happened and I, I just want to say like this this is nothing against the hospital like they are not funded and they don't have enough people there
1: yeah
0: that, that that's that's what it came down to like that the people we had were doing the best they could
4: they just mm-hmm. what they had yeah the resources aren't there no there aren't resources um enough for early pregnancy for sure and we've actually never been back to that hospital since we've changed we we just direct ourselves for our future
1: miscarriages to which, different
3: hospitals which seems to be funded. it's um I think there's a lot to be said for that as well because um I know it I know I know where you live. that sounds creepy I know yeah. where you live. <laughs> are, we we are lucky in that area to be able yeah. to choose from different hospitals which is not the case for everyone yeah. but I have spoken to women who are worried about leaving hospitals and changing hospitals and what I would say is that actually about the care you receive it's about the way you feel about it Definitely. I have I I had my miscarriage at. Um, a hospital near me and it's a brilliant hospital. Like there's nothing against hospital as well. But as you say, when you have a really, really negative experience, you need to do that for your mental well-being. It's not about Definitely. the medical attention you receive. It's about the way you feel when you go yeah. there. And I think what I would say to anyone who's like, oh, I just, you know, this is, I should go, I should, I should, I should, do what makes you feel comfortable. And mm-hmm. if that's changing hospitals, then change hospitals, because it doesn't matter at the end of the day, does it?
4: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So what, what have we gone to? We've done the
2: eye, the bloody... Oh. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um what was any of this funded no none, none. none. no and well, the, like,
4: because like the war same same because we're sex, sex it's not funded so, so, so they don't fund right, oh, they. Yeah,
2: for same-sex couples some places do
4: so, so, some places so, so do. do so they do now
0: so so april last year mm. the law changed because of two amazing women who were just like no what, um, what are their names whitney and megan potentially whitney and megan yeah, Wagon. Wagon, there. yes. <laughs> um incredible. And they were like, absolutely no, and okay. they fought and they fought and they fought. So the law's changed, but we're in this horrible loophole mm. where um in our county I, I can't talk for other countries because I know that different counties are different. But mm. in, yeah. in in West Sussex, where yes. we live, um, You can have a round of IVF on the NHS if you've never funded any of your own before. But because we have no choice but to fund ours, we now can't get anything on the NHS.
2: Oh, do you know? So, just
3: come in, even though that wasn't an option for you before. That is so. (laughs)
2: <laughs> really idiot, i can't it? believe you finally said that word on the podcast after telling <laughs> no. me for years
3: that i'm not allowed to say it please can you cut <laughs> that please can you cut that out because there's a lot of people
2: listening that won't like that not being cut out that's <laughs> staying in yeah. but um girls do you know amber itzzo
1: No.
2: she did she did an ivf funding campaign she lived in cambridgeshire on the, on the border of cambridgeshire and, and somewhere else uh, but in her county there was no funded ivf um, and she's not in a same-sex couple um, but even so there was this was a few years back there was no IVF rounds funded so she had won privately then battled to get the law changed and then was entitled to free IVF afterwards so why has that not happened for you guys
4: no, we it we're it's tens, right. well, it's tens of code. thousand pounds down. Postcode lottery, I think it's it's up to your care, the CDCs, I just, think, it, and it just
1: sounds, it,
4: it, they just keep saying no. It's so nuts
3: it, it's... that it should, that it's so, um, there's no, what's the word that begins with C? Consistency. There's no consistency.
2: <laughs> I think you just said that word yeah. a little while ago.
3: <laughs> no, we cut that so no one's going <laughs> to know what we're talking about now. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any consistency between counties and rules and regulations and that it doesn't, it's batshit crazy. It doesn't make sense that there's not one rule for everyone. is it? No, think- no, and it's, it, it's, it's hard because, you know, we talk
0: about ugly thoughts a lot and I can sometimes get really cross and and I don't mean it, but I'm like, you can try again. Mm. We've got to try and find another 10,000 pounds before we have the opportunity to go again.
2: Yeah,
0: Mm. And I just like, I'm not holding anything. Like I don't, I I don't mean it. I I want everybody to be pregnant all of the time. but (laughs) I just, It's so hard because we can't just be like, okay, we're ready. Should we go again? No. And
4: and I think like IVF is hard enough as it is. So Mm. then like when people, like when we talk about sort of like the unfairness, I I don't almost have enough stress. I don't have enough, not stress. I don't have enough in me to then fight the IVF sort of battle. Mm. Then the emotional and the trauma sort of like Mm. journey we have. And I've got nothing left to be like, to campaign for. Better IVF access for ourselves, either. Like, there's, yeah. it's just too much.
3: Well, it must be too much. Just having the emotional, like, have you? Can I ask you a really personal question about your relationships? Yeah. Have you come up against like anything negative being in a same-sex couple? So,
1: oh, so yeah, it's, it's
3: the amount of
1: people
0: that not so much at the beginning because I'm now very vocal <laughs> about this sort of thing. Yeah, but quite a few like of our relatives like my nan and stuff be like well why don't you just go for a night out and just go and sleep with someone just like yeah. go find your nan
1: napkin.
2: your nan said yeah. that
1: yeah.
0: jesus
2: nan's are fucking brutal
1: <laughs> aren't they yeah
0: yeah just like or just like yeah why don't you both go out for the night like sleep with someone and then you'll both be
4: pregnant like, that's not how a loving relationship works in our
1: in in our space. That's not
4: what we hold special. Right, but, but, and can you imagine if you if you
3: were in a in a, a heterosexual relationship and the male was having a really tough time because there was like sperm DNA frag- fragmentation or you know difficulty, can you imagine your nan saying to oh just go and shag someone else on a night out. Just don't my cheat daughter. on your 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 you spouse or your partner. Imagine, like with my now, I actually wouldn't put it past her. No, 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 no. no,
4: but 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 yeah, no. And I just no. you wouldn't have that conversation with a heterosexual couple. So you I wouldn't don't understand why no. you would with same sex. Why is,
3: why does why does everyone assume? Well, not everyone, but I, I think a lot. There's a huge assumption that that um, it doesn't mean as much a, a same sex couple. Doesn't mean as much. The love isn't as real, or Mm -hmm. all of these like total misconceptions about same-sex couples that that someone can turn around and go because it's your nan isn't the only person that we've heard we've heard this on a podcast before, haven't we,
1: Laura? Yeah. Someone saying, "Oh, why don't you just um,
3: why don't you just go out and you know find a guy? Just find a guy." Yeah. Yeah. What? Why? why don't You just go out and cheat? it. Doesn't make sense, but people think that it's so. So why do people think it's okay?
1: to just
3: like you know cheating
1: why it.
4: but i usually my retort is usually oh well why what would stop you from going and fucking some like what you so, said that to I her nan, to a nan. <laughs> yeah i did say annan <laughs> yeah. but like i have been like oh that's like me saying go and fuck doris down the road
2: right
4: off you go that's yeah. and that usually and that's usually enough when it's actually highlighted nice on them be like oh yeah yeah um
1: yeah
4: what do we get to we're on right. number three
2: now so <laughs> can i ask can another we... question do yeah, yeah. Know, jess,
3: jess keeps bringing it back to where we should be sorry yeah. no, <laughs> no i totally respect got a that, lot...
2: <laughs> me and laura do <laughs> not do we now. do need <laughs> someone <laughs> to keep us on track in fairness <laughs> um <laughs> i wanted to ask if you had any in the freezer at this point going into round three
4: yeah um no no we had we had one left and we had we did transfer in January but that was a negative but that was easier to deal with because it being a negative we didn't have to get to the miscarriage stage so if it wasn't going to work
0: I can remember talking to my tummy saying if you're not going to work please just go now if you're not going to work please just go now Mm. and I felt so cruel and I felt so horrible and like it makes me really emotional to think that i would say that now but i just i just want to say if you're not strong enough just like give up now
1: it's okay
2: so the warrior ship we wanted to come and tell you a little bit about it didn't we bex and in case you're already going
1: why we don't want to know about a
3: fucking ship the warrior ship is our online membership for warriors
2: in this community it's packed full of stuff so we just want to tell you about some of the stuff all of the content from all of the courses that we ever run is in the warriorship so there's loads to get your teeth into and we are also developing modules for what happens after but not only that we've also got a ton of educational workshops running once a month in the coming months we have got body positivity workshop gratitude workshop and loads 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 more and
3: on top of that we also have a resident mental health specialist and on top of that as if that wasn't enough there's 13 events every month and there's stuff popping up all the time as well that other people are organizing that you can be a part of so it
2: really is thriving and all you have to do is head to the link in our bio or visit our website and you can be a part of this too we'd love to see you there but still really hard to deal with oh yeah it's still like we i we talk yeah. about like it's the easiest
4: option <laughs> in in hindsight for us it was the better of the outcomes but that's still a really shitty outcome yeah to have but that's how i think how warped it has become for exactly. us yeah
3: i also think that there's a huge like um with ivf is so different from like a natural conception because with a natural conception like you have sex and then you wait but you know that the odds are stacked against you because you know that it's like a sperm has to da, 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 yeah, and you yeah. don't know if you had sex on the right days the right time and you don't know like the thickness of your lining and stuff but with IVF it's also controlled so mm-hmm. like it should happen it's the most oh, yeah. of- so when you experience um, a negative pregnancy test after that, like an uh, unsuccessful round of IVF, it's like a loss in itself, isn't it? Because you know that all the all the sort of components were there.
4: But yeah. It hasn't yeah. Worked, and that's a loss in itself, I think. Yeah. And you get to know yourself like you get to know your uh, like your two week weight behavior. So like I I got to know when Jess was pregnant, I could see the signs. Um, and it's like notice little things, and like the same in the Big last time. one with me. Like, <laughs> I knew I was pregnant before I tested, um, but I knew in this one with Jess that she wasn't. Yeah, and we wasn't. both, I was like, I really don't think you are, and Jess was like, I don't think I am. I either. Quite, quite to yeah, you get to know the sort of days that you like would test on to be like let's check now and then yes you are yes you're, you're not yeah so you get to learn an awful, an awful lot about you I mean it's not always probably going to go the same way but yeah that's what we found I important. wonder if that's
3: that's being in a same-sex couple as well because I think that yeah, we I women know, are yeah. more in tune to each other yeah yeah
1: yeah. I agree. yeah
4: there probably is actually some truth in that for sure
1: yeah
3: absolutely okay.
4: so so
3: back to to you Jess where
4: do we get to Number three.
3: So I had a collection between the negative and the and
0: number three. So we've always had a transfer on the twenty first of the month. I can hate it. Never gonna have a transfer on the twenty first ever
1: again.
0: (laughs) Always (laughs) and again, like rationally, uh, that doesn't make sense. Like it shouldn't make a shouldn't make a blind bit of difference what day. But my now irrational brain is like absolutely not. I will take medication for an extra day. We won't go on the twenty first.
3: It's important. It's important. These things are important they that it's the way that makes you feel makes a huge wow. difference even if it doesn't make you know as you say it doesn't make any sense like in any kind of perspective other than the fact that it makes you feel uneasy and that's not a nice mm. way to feel and you want to feel good going into something so serious right yeah, yeah. and I think so- something going back to miscarriage too something I found hard
0: is that I miscarried in July and then I was still bleeding when we got married on the Um, 19th of August and you know like everyone's like your wedding day is supposed to be the happiest day of your life and that that will always taint it but I was bloody determined that I was going to wear a white dress and I was just gonna pad it up and you know I I was gonna have my wedding day
1: yeah because
0: and I I think something we've learned is we're just like we are still gonna live our life we can't because this has gone on for so long I can't yeah put our lives on hold we can't not book that holiday we can't postpone the wedding we can't do these things because otherwise we would have had three years of doing absolutely
4: nothing yeah and feeling miserable yeah. at the same time so it's
3: tough isn't it your wedding photos are amazing by the way I had a quick look through oh, on Facebook.
4: <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs>
3: um, but yeah so then then we had to transfer
0: on the 21st of June again um pregnant we I had some spotting I think
4: yeah you did and they they, they oh, let like us come weeks. in really early I, yeah they were actually EPU were pretty good then but we were at the different hospital,
1: hospital and you so, open every day
4: yeah which <laughs> is why we chose them um so they were like come in come in and that's when we saw the baby first of all, didn't we and I also from this point learned
0: that as soon as I got a positive pregnancy test that I register with an EPU at a hospital because that's what I didn't do the first time, and I think it slowed it down. I don't know if it's the hospital, or if it's because I didn't register, but I registered, so I was on their books. They knew
1: me.
2: Yeah, um, I think also having had previous losses as well, they're more inclined to to get you in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're
2: right
1: um, um, Yeah, we, we we had
0: a scan. It was six weeks. We saw the like the little cock ring. That's what I think it looks like. <laughs> um, little circle with a little like flashing heartbeat on it um yeah it's now known as the cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> um so we saw that 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 was fine and then we booked a window to the womb oh I don't know if I can say this but we booked a private scan say what you
2: like she just said
4: yeah
0: so we we, we we went for a private we booked a private scan because we were going to miss our eight-week scan at our fertility clinic because we were on holiday. And um, so we booked this the day before we were due to go. And like, it's just the worst fucking sentence. They're like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. We, 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 we've now heard that sentence twice. I'm so sorry. And I just, even saying it, it's like all of my insights just like are mm. about to pour out of my mouth. Um, because nothing was there. So my body had reabsorbed, which again like now with the emotion not as strong it's weird because I felt a bit like Frankenstein at the same time that my body had reabsorbed this baby
1: mm.
0: that that was an absolute mind fuck um mm. and they were like yeah I'm so sorry the uh gestational sac was like all squashed down and they were like you've baby's not in there anymore you've had a miscarriage yeah um so then yeah. I was like, shit, I'm, this is going to be the same as last summer. I'm going to bleed heavily. What are we going to do? But,
1: so we did the know, thing. We, did best.
4: we yeah. were like, no, life is not going to stop. So we went to a pet store and bought puppy training pads to take to Greece with us. And we went on holiday. And we went on the holiday. Nice. Yeah. And
0: but most of our suitcase, I mean, we, we actually had a drawer in our hotel room that was the miscarriage drawer. So I had <laughs> loads of pads. I had pain relief. Puppy pads, white, oh, soda, and a toothbrush. Just in tooth we have We'd learned that that's what you do. Um, and nothing really came. And then one night, we were just about to go out for dinner, and I passed this massive piece of tissue. I hadn't passed any blood, any tissue, nothing. And I just passed this really big pot bit of tissue, and we could see it's the gestational sac. Um, and I can just remember feeling this surge of hormones, like. It was huge, like I could. I was really stroppy, I was really narky, but it was like came on really quickly. Yeah, of hormones this came out, and then we were just so I don't know, like we were like, we were like just in shock. shock. And then we just went out for dinner, it was really quick, and that's the weirdest thing. Just, that it's really weird we just but I don't know what else to do like we were yeah. in poor food we we're yeah. in a hotel room worried about what it would look like for you going forwards yeah I, I, the the bravest I've ever been was just choosing not to wear a pad and go in the pool because I was like I could this could look like a murder scene in this <laughs> but we've spent we've saved all this money to go on holiday and going in that pool um yeah
4: and that was kind of
1: that, that was our feelings
4: yeah
0: yeah one, again. like something i said to jules that I, I really wanted to talk to you guys about is how fucking incredible tommy's are to- tommy's have been like it makes me emotional thinking about it because jules was incredible and she went on the tommy's website well,
1: and to say, there has to
4: be something, we there, can, have to be something else. there has to be something else out there that can help that us. can help us like We've earned that shitty little badge of three really? Mm. So now I'm going to take every opportunity to find every little thing So we that we need. I'd, I'd, I had the miscarriage
0: bloods done through the hospital. And then I also had them done through Tommy's. And all you have to do, it is so simple. You talk to your doctor and your doctor does a referral to Tommy's. All the information is on the Tommy's website. And that's all you have to do. And then Tommy's contacted me and they were and they said would you rather be seen in St Mary's or St Thomas's in London so I just chose St Mary's because it was close to a train station and they did all of my miscarriage bloods and well I got my results in about October so the reason I bled so much is because I have something called antiphospholipid syndrome
3: APD
0: yeah or or like Hughes disease like Hughes syndrome lots of names yeah but yeah so i've got a clotting disorder so i was never going to keep those embryos but i also i also have a type of haemophilia
3: uh, so, so called... should these tests not be like when yeah. you're spending thousands and thousands of pounds on ivf yeah. should not be like standard tests if they
4: mean you will literally not be able to retain a pregnancy yeah Yeah. I'd say all it is all it is it's a full (laughs) blood count so it's it's where they it's where they they take 11 to 12 vials of blood and send you for like the full screening so in hindsight if we could take ourselves back and we we had had,
1: privately and
4: and we have this knowledge like anyone I meet now I'm like definitely try and go for a a full blood screening you can get them done at Nuffield Health I found out um I, I would 100% 100% if you're worried or you've mm-hmm. had one I would in, get the in, full in, in, in terms of IVF they're not like expensive no. but how, they're
1: much, not are,
4: how much were they are they do you know privately um, in Northfield, I think you've got to go for like several different tests but I think there's something like 150 something and 100 like it'll be under 500 pounds which if you're doing IVF which
3: comparatively
1: like
3: yeah oh my gosh so how did you feel when you got those results back um I, that was the first time
0: I stopped blaming myself
1: for
0: miscarriages because I couldn't have done anything. And I, Tommy's also found out that I have, I can't remember the scientific term, a heart shaped womb.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: So if my blood hadn't have stopped the blood flow to the baby, my womb would have stopped the pregnancy so because it's very like Like it's in two parts yeah yeah exactly what it is yeah Yeah. so um I now can't be pregnant it's it's dangerous for me to be pregnant because I I, I wasn't medicated at all so the my the bloody miscarriage
3: I could have died (laughs) it's what the doctors have said since that's really scary to like hindsight retrospectively. That's really scary to know, isn't it? Because if you had that knowledge beforehand, you'd have been terrified. Yeah, you'd yeah. Be terrified than you were already. Yeah, and so we'll that stopped
1: sooner.
3: Yeah, stop we'll sooner as well. we yes. saved you so much trauma. It's so difficult, isn't it, to to not live in the past, to not think, oh, if only we'd done this, if only we'd done that, if only we'd had this full blood count before we went and had IVF and so, what did you? Once you got those results, how did you move forward? Were you able to sort of collect yourselves and?
1: Yeah. Ish. Like
3: so, so I'm, yeah. I'm
0: still. I've now been referred to St George's and part of like the haematology department, and I'm still having stuff I'm still tested. Waiting like and that. That, it
3: just, it just takes a while. I've noticed anything with blood takes a while. Is there um, anything? Is there any implications for other areas of your life, or is it? Um, is there? Yeah. God, so. It's, so
0: so, so, so I'm at a higher risk of stroke, heart attack, deep vein thrombosis.
3: Okay, so it's good that you do know this now. It's good that you mm. have um, the information.
0: Absolutely. The doctor I spoke to said that you normally find out you have this um, either through recurrent miscarriage bloods or if you're not trying for a baby when you have a stroke or you have a heart attack, that's when you find out that you have this. Um, so yeah, so then I'm going to pass on... Jules, because then Jules had to do everything herself. It was her egg, her her bun, her oven, everything, because we still had an embryo left. We had,
1: two, we had two left at that
0: point. Yeah, one is, like, lowest of the low grading, so that's, like, proper run. That one's still in the freezer. Um, <laughs> proper run. Yeah, yeah a little, run. <laughs> little run's in there. Um, but, yeah, so, so we had um, um, a 3BB. So, like, the, the the top's, like, a 5AA, a so this is
4: like
1: mid range.
4: Mid range. Yeah, if you're talking about like GCSEs, it'd be like you getting a C, rather a. Um, it's a pass. It's a pass. And that's <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a pass. So she wasn't very big,
4: but she was good enough to go in. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah,
4: yeah, we swapped and went ahead in a non-reciprocal way, which was. A lot to take in as well, wasn't it? Like, was there any yeah. reason why you, they, you couldn't use your eggs, Jess? So,
0: we wanted to use be- because it looked like we'd had miscarriages because of me mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily the embryo. I just wanted Jules to use her embryo, and she had her womb check, and
4: her womb was great so. I'm we we like, had food to use, didn't we? So we were like, we might as well use them because yeah. it, it cost a lot of money to collect the eggs in so the first place. And we couldn't really collect from Jess because they weren't allowing the procedure because they didn't know what her blood was doing and if it would be right. safe to. So we were just like, well, because you feel like you're in a massive limbo all the time anyway. So we were just like, let's try and keep going. We're going to do this. You have to be really brave and pull up your bloody big girl pants all the time. So we were just like, on we go. So we did. <laughs> and that was all fine. I mean, it, it took a long November. time. We started in September and then, yeah, we transferred, I think, the 5th of November. Yeah. So it takes a long time to prep and everything, even though it was my egg my body it still took a while um and we were positive we had positive pregnancy tests knew before didn't we we were pregnant and And also we were our fertility clinic was great they brought us
0: in for a scanner six weeks seven weeks eight weeks
4: and nine weeks we had a scan i had a little bleed as well so we visited epu and that's when we saw little baby cochrane cochrane was there (laughs) then we saw baby slug yeah baby slug and then baby frog and then yeah, we saw like baby, 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 baby heartbeat, heartbeat, heartbeat all the way. So um, she was measuring a bit small, about three days behind at that point. Yeah, but they were all like, "This is
1: fine." You know, like heartbeat's really
4: strong, really good. Like this is the furthest we've ever got. Yeah, They're like great. And you always like, they tell you like so, you know as soon as you see a heartbeat, then you know it's like ninety eight percent chance that mm. it's going to be absolutely fine. fine. Statistically, you're fine. Like this, you know that no signs are bad signs I hate that saying now like I remember the yeah. midwife being like no signs are great yeah we, we had our booking in appointment at like eight weeks no 10 10, ten, ten, weeks. ten weeks and we were like oh well we'll see yeah. a bit yeah.
0: and um, she was like well no sign's a great sign so everything's fine I'm like no.
4: Anyway, we were still fine. We had Christmas everything, and then we went for our twelve-week scan on the, I think it's the fifth of January, and uh, we were really obviously very nervous. Like tra- scans, anyway, very triggering, very um, nerve-wracking processes for well. us. Difference being that, like blank, black and white screen, being I can say,
0: sorry, there's nothing in there.
4: Like that, that's like etched into my brain.
1: Mm. And
4: then, yeah, we'd we headed our scan, had the scan, and as soon as the image came up, I remember just being like. That doesn't look normal. And then my favourite sentence, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, and then I was like, oh, fuck, not again. I couldn't quite believe that. And then I think
0: at this point now I've, like, gone past being sad. I'm just really fucking angry. Mm. I'm, like, I've got no reason to be angry at those poor people that, like, work at the scanning place and, like, because obviously two of them have to be there and then the doctor has to come in to say that yeah, there's no heartbeat and I was just like I just wanted all these people to get out of the fucking room and I was like I just want to go home just want to go home like I'm done I've had enough
3: I'm so sorry that that's happened it just is so cruel it's so cruel because you just think why like it's not fair it's so unfair and that you know you saw the baby and you saw the heartbeat and it should have happened for you it (laughs) should have been your time
4: it's so that, cool that's exactly how I felt I was just like this fucking universe has just got everything stacked we just seemed so unlucky and oh it was just yeah it was so and we felt so stupid as well because you kicked yourself because you're so protected and guarded and we'd let like a little chink in mm. to be like, a bit excited and then we're just like
2: you idiot you feel yeah. so stupid feel like, at yourself <laughs> feel like a mug don't you yeah yeah
4: yeah absolutely and then in hindsight like because we have hindsight now I knew what was going to happen I knew what the next stage looked like
1: yeah
4: and I hadn't had a miscarriage before by this point but I'd witnessed three of them mm. so I was oh and very different ones and I was okay. like okay yeah I've got this but until I think you have a miscarriage yourself like I've seen both sides and Jess has now it's so very different being the one that's having a miscarriage and the one that supports mm. and they are so different and I thought I understood and I thought I got it but I never really got it until I had that miscarriage and I was like shit like I that's
2: interesting that. even being that close to someone yeah. who's been through three Um, we always say that you can't really understand it unless you've been through it yourself I swear you can't because it's your
1: body it's
2: something Mm. happening to
0: your body so Mm. like grief aside emotions aside there's this primal thing where you're either something's died in your body or Mm. there's a lot of blood coming out and it you you can't describe it you, you just you don't know what it's like and, unless your body's going through it, it you couldn't get that side of it
2: yeah but you couldn't get much closer to, <laughs> to going through that experience that being <laughs> your egg and your partner mm-hmm. um, and even then it feels different to go through it yourself
4: massively and i and jess and i are related so close anyway like we're the best friends and like the best of girlfriends and the best of wives freaking <laughs> and even then when I went through it, I was like, I had absolutely no idea. Like, I really thought I did. I really didn't. Like, mm. I think what one of the best pieces of advice, I well, it wasn't really advice, help I was given
0: from a counsellor. I started seeing a counsellor after my third miscarriage, and she said, just try and grieve different, like, separately. Don't try and grieve together. And I think that was the best thing we could have done. Like, I had to deal with the last miscarriage. On my own, in mm-hmm. my way, and Jules had to cope in her way. Like, mm-hmm. even though Jules had the miscarriage, she went back to work. I, I had three weeks off work because everything just got on top of me, and I was like, "No, I, I, I can't."
3: It's important mm-hmm. as well not to judge each other for doing that. Like, yeah. if yeah, if you judge Jules for going back to work straight away by saying, "You know, I can't believe like, how can you go back to work? How can you feel yeah. like that?" And it's so easy to do. I think we do it a lot in in relationships. Yeah. We We judge everyone well in friendships as well, we judge everyone else by our own standards. But I think you guys are such a is such a clear display of like you've both essentially been through the same experience, but you've you've had a completely different reaction to it because you're different people. And that's what we need to remember, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. In the way that we treat people who are going for a similar actual physical experience, they will deal with it and handle it very differently. And that's okay.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely right. I think our friends recently um had a miscarriage and I I all I just keep saying to her is you just have to cope and grieve however you want to do that. Mm.
1: How, how,
0: however you whatever you feel is right, that's what you have to do. If it's going back to work to keep busy, fine. If that's taking time, like I went to the gym every day when I was off because it was a routine and I could that was how my brain had to process these things just doing something repetitive
1: Hmm.
4: um yeah and I think it's so true you just can't judge each other for journeys like looking at the way that Jess dealt with hers is my worst nightmare and I told her that's my worst nightmare but I respect that you're doing that you do you do you Do you I'm absolutely fine I'm not going to do that I'm going to do this and you were like that is my worst nightmare and we just decided to walk the same path, but parallel, it's just so at arm's length <laughs> at that time where we needed to be. And then sort of we sort of kind of came together and did this a little bit. And that Yeah, was, same uh, journey,
3: the looking in different directions. That's that's yeah. fine, isn't it? It's so unhelpful Absolutely. to try and to try and cram someone else into your shape. It just doesn't it doesn't yeah. work. And the only person ultimately, the only person that's going to get damaged is you when you when you like can't accept that someone else is not thinking the same way as you or. Yeah. More about the same thing, so yeah. Just, like it
4: sounds like you have an amazing relationship.
1: Yeah, Actually, I, I really, I really
4: think <laughs> we do. Like, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the, the thing that I love the most in the world for sure. And,
0: and, and I think that's why. So, so we've started to think about. I don't really want to call it a plan B, but mm. at what point do we stop trying? Mm. And, and what will our life look like if we don't have children? Because if we carried on doing this for years I think years and years and years and years and years for us yeah because of the financial side of it too because like we want to move we haven't been able to move house we don't have that money anymore you know and it's it's just keeping us stuck and I think it Mm, would put a wedge in between us and we have to put our marriage first
1: yeah
4: Um, so we just have a backstop, and I think it's also like a defense mechanism as well to think of a plan B to be like, I still have some control in the situation,
1: and that's
0: and, and I
4: don't want it to be like a consolation prize. No, it's got to be
0: great, is not it? Um, yeah, so our, our, our plan is for Jules to leave work, me to hopefully take a sabbatical, and we just go traveling for a year because I want it to be lovely, I want it to be something to look forward to.
3: Mm. There's so much, I think, there's so much power. We've um, we speak to lots of people who are contemplating opening another door you know Mm. contemplating another possibility in their life and actually lots and lots of people say that once they've taken that decision to allow that in to allow another option in it becomes less scary yeah that fear of the unknown that fear of like I can't even contemplate my life without children because it's not my plan it's not this is what I was going to do this is what I've always grown up thinking you know that fear of the unknown I think it's time generally in life that we all get comfortable Mm -hmm. with the unknown. We all get comfortable with being uncomfortable because things become less scary when we allow them a little place in our, in our minds, whatever they happen to be. So, yeah, I think, I think it's great. There's loads and loads of accounts that you can follow and people that, that are talking about, you know, childless, not by choice, but have you heard of Katie Seppi? No. Katie Seppi is um, chasing creation, isn't she? Mm-hmm. And she does a lot on on this sort of thing. And it's, we've done a podcast with her. Definitely look her up. She's yeah, definitely. Jody, Jody Day is the other one.
4: Okay, yeah.
3: So, 100%. Jody Day. They're both incredible. In in and Sharla. and Charla. Yeah, Grateful Hearts Club. These are like good <laughs> recommendations.
4: Yeah,
3: we definitely are. I think I I don't think I
0: would be as together now if it wasn't for Tommy's because they've given me some answers which has given me a bit of control Mm -hmm. um and I just so happened to have a Tommy's follow-up appointment on the day Jules miscarried and they agreed because we are together even though this is Jules's first miscarriage they agreed to genetically test our baby so Jules birthed her in the bath Mm -hmm. we held her we had to put her in the fridge. And then we, we took her to a lunch in a put, took her to London in a lunchbox the next mouth. day. And they 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 genetically tested her
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we found out we, we named her because I think it's really important because she she was a baby. Mm. Like we we saw her, we
1: held her.
0: Yeah, the little she had little right? fingers and a little mouth. Yeah. And, and I just so so we've named her Holly because she was with us over Christmas, mm. and Holly wasn't ready to come into this world because she had Down syndrome.
2: Oh, so they found that out from the testing. Yeah,
0: and they're now um, genetically testing Jules to see if she's a carrier. And this is all through Tommy's.
3: This
1: isn't through. Mm.
0: The NHS. Well, it is through the NHS, but it's Tommy's. Mm. And so,
3: what does that what does that look like for you in the immediate future? So.
4: The plan was to switch to Jess to collect Jess's eggs. So at the moment we're waiting, we're trying to collect as much knowledge as possible because we've found (laughs) out that that is power and obviously, so I've had the full blood screening and I don't have the same conditions that Jess has. There's actually, doesn't look like there's much wrong with my blood at all, touch (laughs) wood. Um, So that's one something. So we're checking to see if I'm a carrier of Down syndrome. And then if I am, that there will be obviously a much higher chance of me having a Down syndrome child with my embryos, or whether it was just a mutation sort of, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, And then whilst we're waiting for me, so my appointments, I think on the 16th, so actually quite soon, we're obviously waiting for Jess's results to come back to make sure that it's safe to operate on her. And she's got to be medicated and everything first. So, so since St. George's will like write a little
0: plan of how best to take my eggs out and then give to our fertility clinic. So I
4: think, think when we have all of those results fantastic. then then we're going to go back to our fertility clinic, who are amazing.
1: They're incredible. We love them
4: so much. They're incredible.
1: Um yeah, if that. anyone
4: in the southeast wants great <laughs> fertility care, can I say where we're where we're at? Is that okay?
1: Yeah, yeah. The Agoura the
4: Agoura. in Brighton are they
0: just the staff are so compassionate mm. and so kind all of the time and e- even the smallest things like the receptionist learns your name mm. so it's every time you go yeah. in he's yeah. always yeah. like hi justin jules
4: his name's robert and yeah. <laughs> it, we love it but it, it's robert at the <laughs> Robert's an amazing guy
0: <laughs> <laughs> but they they fertility is really important to them yeah and it's the emotion side of it and the the heart and do you know i'm sure it's like that for many fertility clinics we've only got experience of one but they've they've been our saviors them and them and tommy's for sure
1: yeah
0: and and each other
1: (laughs) and our (laughs) our friends and our family
3: (laughs) is there anyone else you want to shout out while we're here
4: (laughs) and (laughs) nan.
3: Good old nan. Uh, gosh, thank girls, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us and being so honest about everything. And yeah, we're so sorry for everything that we you've been through. And we just really hope that your future is is great in whatever way it pans out. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You can only hope, can't you? You can only hope. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Fingers crossed. And thank Fingers you so, so much. much. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure. And keep in touch, won't you? Let's know how sure.
0: we're, on, we're we're on the warrior ship. So,
3: oh amazing, amazing. Great. Well, it was lovely to have you both here. Thank you so much. And uh yeah, we'll catch up with you soon. Oh, thank you. Thanks All girls. Me. Lots
1: of love. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye.